Y'all get ready. Yes, you get Y'all ready. Shout out to all my tea sippers out there. We are gathered here today to sip some tea, honey. So make sure you guys have your teacups ready because you already know this tea is what? Piping hot. Hey, you guys. So I wanted to come on here and do a quick update or a more thorough explanation about the whole Simon situation, just for the fact that we're in the middle of packing. It's a lot of stuff going on and I don't want to pack up all my stuff and, you know, everything has not been explained thoroughly because I had a lot of screens up and just different information, different stories. So a lot of things, you know, things can get mixed up as I'm trying to explain them on the fly, right? So I want to just come back and do a more thorough um, explanation of how I and other people have come to the conclusion that Simon is fronting and he did all of this to try and get on the show. So now when you Google Simon's name, because Simon's name is very unique. So when you Google it, all his information is going to pull up. It's not like his name is John Smith, right? So one of the things that pull up besides his so-called LLCs are these property records. And the property records, the one I had showed on the screen, was a home that Simon owned. Now, when he bought that home, he bought it in 2017 for $949,000. So close to a million dollars is what he bought it from. So he lived in that house from 2017 until September 2020. So if you guys remember, I had showed you guys that if you go onto the Real Housewives of Atlanta Wikipedia for season 13, they started production for that season in mid-July 2020, okay? So in July 2020 is when they started. I'm assuming that Portia, Phelan, uh, Dennis, Simon, they all knew each other. They're claiming that this was, you know, one of Dennis's business friends. So what I'm thinking is that the plot was, if you guys can get a home to show that you guys are a millionaire and you guys are this rich jet-setting couple, Bravo will definitely let you guys on the show. Because it's funny that he had been living in this home since 2017, but then in September 2020, he runs to go sell the home, okay? And so he ends up selling it for like a million dollars. And then he runs to go buy the $5 million home. So we're talking about two separate homes here. I think that's where the confusion kind of came in at on my part is I'm trying to explain it, but it's two separate homes. So he sold the cheaper home, ran to go buy the $5 million home. That is the home that's currently on the market. He has not had that $5 million home a whole year because again, he just sold this house in September of 2020. September 2021 has not gotten here and he's already trying to sell this home because most likely he cannot afford this home. Regardless of what the internet says about his net worth, we all know that a lot of those LLCs are not even legitimate. So that's not technically his net worth. That is why he ran and said that Phelan had a month to get out of their home so he could put it up for sale. Because remember in May, they were reporting Phelan and Simon's divorce settlement. You only get 50K and you have to leave the house. So he's basically forcing her to leave this house quickly. Mind you, nobody knew at the time they had just bought the house in September. But he's already telling her, you need to vacate within 30 days. Here goes supposedly 50 grand. You got to go. Because he's trying to rush to put the home on the market because one, she didn't get a peach. We don't know she's going to get a peach in the future. And now he's running to go be with Portia, 
who we know is made already. You know, for the most part, Portia is worth her net worth. Portia does have a job. Portia does have income coming in. So now he's with Portia. Portia's thinking that she don't got herself an African prince. But if you just look at the information that's just sitting online, it just shows you. If this man is worth $40 million, he would have been worth probably that much or maybe a little bit less than that just a few years ago. It's not like he won the lottery, you know, out the blue. When you're talking about you run all these petroleum companies and you dabble in oil and things like that, that doesn't happen overnight. You're not going to go from being broke, you know, two, three years ago to being worth 40 million. That normally doesn't happen. If you have 40 million now, trust me, you had about maybe 30 million a few years ago. But if you look at some of the records that come up for him, even in uh, 2010, his last known home that he bought was only worth $300,000. If this is a man that's worth 40 million, why would he only have a home that any regular person, anybody can afford for the most part, if your credit is decent, a $300,000 home? So these are all the things to me that raise red flags. That's why I'm not buying the shit that Simon is selling about him being worth 40 million. All I see is a clout chaser who's climbing and trying to climb the ladder to fame. He went from owning a $300,000 home in 2010, and he lived there for several years, meaning that he was working, grinding, and doing whatever, and then eventually was able to upgrade seven years later into a million-dollar home, okay? It took him seven years to go from a home that was $300,000 to a home that was a million dollars. So you mean to tell me then in four years, he then turned around and bought a $5 million home, Okay after four years, but then the $5 million home, he's trying to sell it in less than a year. That doesn't even make any sense going off of his home purchasing history that he stayed in homes for several years. But you mean to tell me the biggest and the baddest home that made it onto national television, everybody keeps talking about the pool and the hookahs and all that stuff. That's the home that he's racing to sell. To me, it sounds like he's racing to sell it because he cannot afford it. This so that is what I was trying to say, but I think I just kind of mixed up the houses and I didn't explain it properly. But that is why I believe all of this is for show. All of this is nonsense. Another thing I wanted to get on, because I saw some people disputing the Trump thing, because you know, Candace has supporters. Now, if you guys remember, uh, Trump got in trouble. Well, not in trouble, but the media was clowning him. It was two different Juneteenth stories. So people were like, no, that's not what he meant. He wasn't trying to do a holiday. It was about the rally. No. Initially, when the Juneteenth thing came out, it was about the rally and people were mad because because if you guys remember, he was trying to have an, his initial rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma, around the same time as Juneteenth. So that has sparked a lot of outrage. So, yes, that is what he was saying when he was talking about getting credit for making Juneteenth famous. But what I was trying to also let you guys know is he was indeed trying to propose it as a holiday. If you guys do not know that, these were two different instances. One was about the Tulsa, Oklahoma situation. The second was he had proposed a national holiday 
in the Platinum Plan for Black America. Remember that Platinum Plan is what he was working on with Ice Cube and a few other black leaders. And that was one of the things that he proposed was making it a national holiday. So that's what that was. So that's what I was saying that Candace sounds stupid, you know, going off about Juneteenth when her own president that she's always, you know, worshiping and talking about, he was even trying to make it a national holiday. And he was proposing this two months before the election. So why, when this was floating around, Candace didn't have anything to say. It seemed like she was cool with it when Trump was proposing it to become a national holiday. But now that the Democrats are proposing the same thing, she has so much to say. So that's what I was saying. So, no, yes, there were two Juneteenth incidences. But the one I was talking about, the wrong you know, article popped up or whatever. But the one I was specifically talking about was Trump was indeed trying to make Juneteenth a national holiday two months before the election. So in my personal opinion, Azealia Banks had every right to drag Candace Owens because everything about her is hypocritical. You know, she would have had this stance last year when Trump was proposing it. I would respect it because in the least, okay, fine. You're standing on your principle. That's how you feel. But again, you can't knock it and be upset once the Democrats are proposing it when your own president proposed it last year. So I understand she has her fans and I have no issues with that. If you support her, that's great. You know, I don't care. I don't make videos or live streams to make you not support or support people. These are just my thoughts and opinions. I just think she's a hypocrite. So I just want to just kind of really clear that up as to why I was saying she's an idiot for trying to talk about this now when her own president a year ago, literally two months before the election was trying to make it a national holiday. So I hope this kind of explains things a little bit better as far as the whole Simon situation, plus the whole Trump situation. I just don't like things like not being clearly understood. So I was like, let me just go back and kind of explain it better because sometimes on live it is hard because there's so many things going on comments and super chats and you know different screens that i have up different screenshots so hopefully this makes more sense as to you know why i just feel like all of this stuff is contrived and again this is reality television and one thing about reality television that we know they will do anything for a storyline so many things are just i don't it is fake and we just think that it's real because it's on tv but it's not i need to do a whole damn breakdown on how much the real housewives franchise has changed i think i need to do a whole video even some type of series on the real housewives and it, and just show you how over the years they have basically turned up the opulence and the front end so much so that we've had women on these shows literally be arrested for scamming and doing dirt for trying to keep it with the Joneses. A real housewife of Salt Lake City, who's also the wife of a University of Utah football coach, is now facing federal charges along with her assistant on suspicion of running a nationwide telemarketing fraud and money laundering scheme. Utah native Jennifer Shaw made her first appearance in federal court this afternoon. Fox 13's John Franke is at the federal courthouse in downtown Salt Lake tonight with a deeper look at the charges and Shaw's possible defense. John. Well, hey guys, earlier today, this area outside the courthouse was filled with photographers just trying to get a glimpse of this reality TV star. She, of course, is known for her glamorous lifestyle and big personality. But now this real housewife faces some very real federal charges that could land her in prison for a long time. 
The world of reality TV. When the lights go on, it can all look so glamorous. But federal prosecutors allege behind all this glam and glitter, Jennifer Shaw was part of a scheme to defraud hundreds of victims. This 10-page indictment filed in New York was unsealed Tuesday. It alleges Shaw and co-conspirator Stuart Smith caused their victims, many of whom were older than 55, to pay thousands of dollars to obtain coaching and business services. The indictment adds the services would provide little or no value to the victims' businesses, which were essentially non-existent. Shaw made her first court appearance in Salt Lake City Tuesday afternoon. Cameras were not allowed inside. The court is not detaining Shaw while she awaits trial, so she was allowed to walk out of the courthouse. She did so without saying a word. Based on the amount of money that's supposedly lost in this case, the tens of thousands of dollars, even more than that, and the federal charges, this is a case that could easily uh, amount to a 10-year prison sentence for both of these defendants. I mean, even when you go back and you watch the original premise of the housewives, these were all supposed to be married women with rich husbands. You know, we're supposed to be seeing a day in their life. Half these women are no longer married, they're divorced, but they're still on the show. They're still jet setting. You know, most of these vacations are paid for by Bravo. So even when you watch, even when you first watch how they look when they first come on the show, like their clothing, their hair, you know, their makeup, they don't have all this va va voomness. But it's like as the seasons have gone on, everybody has turned it up a notch. It's like now people are coming in with whole teams of hair and makeup. When it was never really about that. I think that'd be a really interesting video just because I've been watching this franchise for so long. And I just think this whole Simon and Portia thing is just like a slap in the face. Like now when you're looking back at it, like I always say, hindsight is twenty twenty, And it's just so many holes that I'm seeing in this story. And it's just ridiculous. Anyways, y'all go ahead and leave a comment. Let me know what you guys think about everything. You guys have a good evening and a great weekend. I will talk to you guys soon. Um, like I said, if I don't do any more content this weekend, for sure, sometime next week. So I'll talk to y'all later. Deuces.